right, what's going on, guys? We are back with another episode of the Pokey Talk Podcast, episode number fifty. We're Woo! over the hill. Kind of crip up on us. I mean, yeah. you know, as every week he does, we just kind of use this as an excuse to talk and catch up with the hobby, and here we are at number 50. So Yeah, had a pretty good new year. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're celebrating number 50, obviously, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, 50 is a huge milestone. I feel like a lot of the podcasts you see end up fizzling out before they even hit 10. Um, only a handful, I think, have even hit 50, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so we're, you know, we know we aren't the most popular one. We don't have like 20,000 viewers. We know that, but Hey, it's, we're, we're reaching some folks, some folks are listening to us. So that's all I care about. It's kind of like how I am with like my photography. Like I know it's like, we got top of the line content here and I know my photos are equivalent to professional photos, but (laughs) trying to get trying to get somebody to view it is like pulling teeth because i really don't have an established platform for it so it's just like my social medias like my instagram and my facebook and and my friends and friends and friends and that's about it but yeah speaking of photos i finished my new york city edits Woo! Finally, nice later. yeah yeah it's a it's a grind and uh yeah yeah like i've always said for the podcast it's mostly to keep me engaged and you know that's how i am with youtube like I had somebody who actually did a sale with, um, which I'll mention later. He, you know, was like, no, dude, your collection's good. I don't know why people aren't watching your YouTube. And, you know, I was basically like, I mean, I know why I don't put any effort really into it. I just make it for fun. And, uh, that's kind of how I am with a lot of things in the hobby. I like taking it seriously that I like, you know, buying and selling, but that's never really why I went to be like a full-blown vendor or flipper or whatever you want to call them. It's just, it's too much of a job or business that takes away from the fun for me. And, uh, yeah. So going back to all the way in 2011 when I was buying these and everyone said I was wasting money for 10 years, you know, it was all just for fun. So I didn't really care. You're telling me you're <laughs> spending money on cards? Isn't Pokemon dead? That's a children's game. No, I, that, that's the next thing I was about to say. I hear that shit all the time because I play Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Go. It's like, you're still playing Pokemon Go? People still play that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I actually, I've walked nearly, you know, the circumference of the globe that I would have walked. You know, in game, and I tell I've told like my coworkers, I was like, "No, you haven't." I was like, "Yeah, I have." And it in the beginning of the game, one, there wasn't an adventure seek, and two, it didn't track worth, worth a damn. So I know I'm probably ten percent more than what it says it is. Um, so yeah, it keeps me active. <laughs> I'm seeing every single park in the city. I've learned every almost every street in the city because of that game. So you know. Yep, it's uh, it's definitely gonna be be a thing, just like Pokemon. You know, it was everyone kind of outgrew it and kind of made fun of you, and it lasted like ten plus years. And they're like, "Oh, he has Pokemon cards," and yeah, I liked them. And then here we are. People are uh, still saying that. You know, the people who are not into really any hobbies, the the normies. Um, who would just or rather into fantasy football. You know, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, they would rather just 
watch sports or Netflix and mindlessly doom scroll on their phone and not get mm-hmm. interested in anything. And yeah, got to be into something. I feel like to make you happy, you have to have, you have to find something that makes you happy. And, Absolutely. Uh, I mean, maybe that is just mindlessly sitting on the couch watching shows. But hey, man, I started watching Reacher last night, and you know, I enjoyed that mindlessly sitting on the couch during during that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you do other things like you definitely like oh, yeah. watching movies and shows. But yeah, well, the the photography is a huge passion. I've I've, I've been doing photography since I was technically a kid. I mean, I have a minor in photography art from college just to kind of you know some the resume and then i my genres photography are very very spread out they're very diverse um very obviously i'm not going to be like you know it's like oh i'm this hyper professional i wouldn't say i'm at that level but like i do good work and i know i do good work and i'll never say like oh i'm better than somebody because i think that's kind of first off that's terrible to say because I've seen people who don't know a damn thing about photography take some breathtaking shots. <laughs> That's one of the beautiful thing about being passionate about something is you don't have to be an expert in it to one enjoy it and two do amazing work in it. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, something you really got to take for fun and enjoy, and then yeah, eventually it becomes a business. But I mean, I see these guys who you know. It's not even their collection. There's this dude who's always at collect cons. He has a lot of, you know, the gold stars. And I'm like, man, those cards are awesome. And like, yeah, I would like to have more of those because I love the gold stars. And even yeah. though I had them all, it's like I want five of every one. And then he he pretty much deals in them. And he's always posting like, oh, doing a trade here. And I'm like, oh, like, yeah, the trade makes sense. But I think this card's way cooler. But you know, to him, it's a it's a money game and a business game, and you gotta do the hustle twenty four seven, and that just wouldn't be fun for me. Like I could do it, but yeah, it just uh, would be kind of lax and rough. But pretty wild for this episode, though. We're gonna touch on our holidays and how things went. Might mm-hmm. touch on. Uh, couple other events happening like this this uh weekend there's a arita signing that happened at hawaii popcon mm-hmm. yep so that was the 6th and the 7th of january if you're listening to this later of 2024 so, mm-hmm. and uh it had a lot of details um this con did with arita like i have never seen such details which it makes sense right because He's like the biggest name in the hobby when it comes to the artist side. And I mean, there's like, <laughs> it's like, okay, you can do this, 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 this is how it's going to be done, blah, blah, blah. Unless you're the VIP pass, which hint, hint, always get the VIP pass for any of these events, straight up. Um, I know there are some cons and festivals, like say, like you try to go to a Cannes festival, a VIP event's probably tens of thousands. I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about that. But these events, usually it's within a couple hundred it's worth it, especially if you're flying out to Hawaii. Are you going to get cheap on not doing the VIP when you're flying out to Hawaii already? <laughs> yeah. That place ain't cheap anyway, so don't go cheap now. Yeah, I guess we can go ahead and talk about that if we want. Um, let's well, touch, we, touch on the sorry. New Year's plans like real quick. Yeah, to yeah. say we, we, we can do the uh, the 
the holidays i get sidetracked easy so <laughs> yeah there's a there's an e4 thread about all the uh, signatures yeah. that i'm kind of going down but mm-hmm. yeah that it's is- uh, it's wild I'm going to say, for as far as uh, the New Year's was pretty simple, we got the usual pizza that we usually get from the pizza place. Um, now, we were disappointed because they went terribly cheap on this pizza, and I was beyond upset because it was my favorite pizza place, right? Where, and, where is it? Is it in St. Louis area? Are you going to call them out? No, it's local, um, but they were under new management, and it's been pretty clear. Like they've been, They said they've been under new management now for – year and a half and they said website coming soon and i think in new year's eve going into 2022 it said that (laughs) um so that kind of gives you an idea and so like emos has like this cracker thin crust which i don't mind it um i usually like the thin crust to be a little bit thicker like pizza hut has has a pretty good thin crust but i also don't mind like the domino's style thin crust which is pretty thin now here's the thing this place had even thinner than Domino's. Like, it was 15 bucks for a pizza. Same price as, like, their hand toss and deep dish, pretty much. And I didn't know that they had changed it. And when I when I when they gave me the box, I was like, is there even a pizza in this? Is what I thought. And I, I had to look at it. I had to look at it. Like a little and paper I, of a pizza? Yeah. And I was like, to, to my girlfriend, I was like, I'm going to be hungry after I eat this whole damn thing. Okay. <laughs> First off, you're not getting anything because I'm going to eat well, and I'm going to well, be hungry. She, she's a vegetarian, so she got the cheese pizza. Uh, okay. um, but yeah, I mean, was hers the same? I yeah, I mean, I should have got. I could. I should. I got the 16 inch, which is large. I should have got the 20 inch. Okay, to to be full, and I was just really disappointed. Um, I'm going to give them another chance with their hand toss, and if it's just as bad or if it tastes different, I'm done with this place. Yeah. I'm going does to Papo's next. Does it begin with a G? No, I like their pizza though. Okay. <laughs> I, I actually their their pizza is one of my personal favorites. They're not the best in town, but that Greek style pizza where it's thinner, I don't feel bloated after I eat it. I actually really l- like their pizza. Um, I just think it's a little bit overpriced for what what it is. It's like almost twenty bucks. That's the only issue I have with it. All right. Does the place begin with a W? Yes, it does. And two words? Yes, it is. No. <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah. That's my favorite uh, uh-huh. pizza place, too. I never have tried their thin crust. And... Well, it's changed. It used to be like Pizza Hut style, where it was diagonal cut and like quarter inch thick. Now it's like a 16th inch thick. <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously. If y'all, if y'all are local, it's a, it's a, it's a couple guys. And I, I heard they're wise, but <laughs> it is under new management. I have heard that as well, and I have heard that it hasn't been as good since then. And yeah, I think they went cheaper. What's That's sad is the people, the new management there is like, used to be locals. Like, I used to go there a lot. Every single Monday night, they had like a dollar pint special, and that was the place to be. That was you like... You get sloppy. You get extra yeah. sloppy. Like you could, uh, it was like shoulder to shoulder crowd in there on Monday nights, and the only place that had like a special. And uh, yeah, I tell you what, I went there on a Monday post COVID. I'm sure COVID had something to do with it. And that hippie, like it's a very local hippie crowd that goes there. And I'm sure 
they got older and maybe like the next round of locals because of COVID never got to experience that or start traditions of going to that place. But uh, Mondays are not the same anymore. And I heard other things like that. Well, I've been sober seven years. So, but when I used to go there, I mean, it was so they had Coors and Killian's Red um, were the two pints that they had. And yep, so, I mean, were. Uh, under 20 bucks, you can, you can get drunk. <laughs> and you, oh, yeah. you, you can do it socially. Like, that's with it. <laughs> yeah. And be like shoulder to shoulder with people. And you saw the same people, all local people, same people every time. It was a good time. And then, uh, yeah, we always got their untouchable pizza at work when I worked night shift. So, yeah, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, the delivery so, driver would be tripping balls. Always stoned every out time. Of the door. <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> and, hey, here hey, it is. You're untouchable. They they made an awesome pizza though. <laughs> <laughs> like you had no, like, how big is that? Un- un- untouchable is like ridiculous size and like five toppings and loaded yeah yeah it feeds like a group of five comfortably yeah but there's our uh there's our como rant i was uh a lot of other podcasts that i listen to that are all based in the same location you know they always have their their tangents on their their local their local scene but, well, I guess it's pretty obvious. I mean, you basically just said, I, I wasn't sure if we were trying to be, like, secretive where we were. You don't know where we are. You'll well, never know where we are. <laughs> yeah. And that, that pizza place is kind of known, but, I mean, no one's going to get in trouble for that. <laughs> no, no. I was I was just not sure if we're being as free because we got a pretty big, uh, we got a, we got a, some notoriety coming our way if you pay attention to foosball in this area, so. That's why. Foosball? Like, hey. What's the foosball news? Oh, Mizzou. Mizzou being, you know, the the darlings of, the up-and-coming darlings of the SEC, so. Yeah. I thought you meant, like, table. <laughs> like, actual no. foosball. I'm like, is Mizzou no. going ham in the foosball Holy scene, shit, or what? Holy shit, snowing outside. God damn. <laughs> okay, but, is uh, it coming down hard? Yeah. Um, I see it. Yeah, I was not expecting that. But um, anyways, no, it's I'm pretty excited. I've been a Mizzou fan since the days of Brad Smith, about 20 years. So, uh, yeah, this is a great time to be a, a Mizzou foosball fan. And, yeah, pretty excited. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's, uh, I think they'll be doing good. I saw uh, the head coach. I don't know if y'all are into some foosball as well, but I saw the head coach got like an extension and that yeah. his 2023 deal was like $5 million or something. Like why in the hell is his salary $5 million? That's what well, I'm wondering. No, if you look at almost anywhere, that's unfortunately how it is. Highest paid employee in, in every state. It's almost going to always be a college head football coach. That is ridiculous. Especially before proving himself like, ugh. All the all the problems universities have, and then there's that. You yeah. know, I feel like if I went from like a, you know, what's the step before college head coach, head coach, like a assistant coach or something in Probably the program like or that? Probably offensive coordinator. Probably offensive or defensive coordinator, or starting off in a like D three head coach area. 
I just can't imagine. I like, I just imagine that jump from, you know, second best to like head coach is like the ratio there just seems like it'd be ridiculous. <laughs> but mm-hmm. Anyway. So what about, I say, what about your new year? You don't really say much about yours. Yeah, we did a little early new year. We usually do the wife's family about a week before, um, Really, the only thing I asked for, so it, it's like still a struggle here, but I was like, you know, I think I mentioned this, eBay gift cards, trust me, it'll make me happy, but people still felt, you know, like they needed to give me a little something else, and uh, there were there were some good gifts, and I appreciate it, but, you know, also being minimal, my wife and I, and, uh, you know, it's Christmas is kind of hard when we get all these things. We're like, okay, we need to go through the whole house and get rid of old things that we don't use anymore. So we've already done that for the new year. And uh, pretty pretty good time with the family. Did her family a little before. Did my family like a couple days before and then just stayed here. Um, so when we see my family, we travel about two and a half hours away, which is always tough. Um Wears you out, but it was a good time. So, used some of that, like, Christmas money and some gift cards that I got for some card supplies and a few Lorcana singles I still need for my binder. I really want to knock out those binders um, with some Gold Star sales, but I'm... uh. Over the holidays, I've I've posted my gold stars. I've sold a couple of them and in the works to sell another, probably having it sent out today. And, uh, yeah, I'll talk about those in a little bit, but already moving towards those goals. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I was able to sell off a decent amount of the Lorcana stuff. I got a few more ending in auction tonight. Um, that's why I had to get some supplies. I was sending... So I'm sending my graded slabs in Ziploc bags uh, as like the protective case, like around it, and then I would, I would put it like into the uh, um, bubbler, or I'd put if it was a value card, I'd wrap it in bubble wrap and then put it in the bubbler. Uh, but yeah, I know that that has to look tacky. So, but I'm only getting positive reviews, so everything must be going good. <laughs> hey, keeps it from getting scratched, you know. But that's my thought process, like. It offers another layer of protection so it doesn't get scratched. Even though Ziploc bag's pretty thin, it's still better than nothing. Yeah. Yep, pretty wild. Um, Other than that, though, I mean, we're not doing too much. I might be having a job change here soon where I'll be working at the same places that I'm working at, just maybe more hours and maybe more night shift rotations which is 12 hours night shifts should free me up like i've all i'm always a night person and i can sleep during the day pretty well and i worked nights before for like seven years so being a day day person's kind of rough on me i'm always tired but i honestly feel like nights would be better and i could sleep when the wife and kiddo are out doing things and See, my biggest thing is just honestly just working 12 hours where you're waking up or you're going to bed basically when it's still light out. 
I know that would mess up my sleep schedule hardcore and it'd be difficult for me to sleep. And me having a couple days being sleep deprived turns me into a raging asshole and makes me depressed. I know, I know I'm know, i not the only one. Like The importance of a good night's sleep cannot be understated, honestly, with what it does to your mental health and well-being. And, I mean, I could probably get used to it, but it, the 12-hour shift would kill me. Uh, yeah. 12-hour overnight shift would kill me. I could get used to, like, an 8 to 8 or, like, 10 to 10 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm excited because time-wise for me to do things, like I have to do it like when we record, which is like in the middle of the day when the kiddo's napping or at night. Then when I do things at night, like, you know, I don't really have time to just chill or play games or make videos or upload so the the challenge will still be there of when am I going to record, but as far as free time, I should have a lot more free time because typically I'm at the uh, I'll be at the government job here in town, and it's it's much less busy than the other place that I work. So I should have a lot more free time in editing and like producing the things just we'll have to find that time to actually record things so maybe maybe you'll see less videos on my channel but maybe higher quality since i'll have more time to to chill and you know put more effort into them or maybe make more instagram content like some shorts or something we'll see the good thing is though it's going to be like a set two-week schedule so it will be nights it won't be all together but every two weeks will be the exact same days that i work so that'll be good yeah, that'll be easy to organize something i usually have a pretty fixed schedule too it's just in case unless somebody asks off or if i ask off then it changes but even then i'm still off usually the same two days every single time yeah and it's every other weekend so every other weekend i'll be working with every you know, the opposite weekend, I'll be free, so. It evens out. Yep. And then it kind of changes a little bit with the holidays, but. Yeah. We just had them, so you don't have anything to worry about for a while. Yep. But with that, I guess we can uh, talk a little bit more about some Pokemon things. We have, I guess, the biggest thing. There's not really any news. I mean, no, I don't isn't. expect we're going to have any, you know. No. We had the pre-holiday stuff, and everything's kind of recalibrating. And You're going to start seeing some drops. You're already starting to see them with some cards. Apparently, there's another trademark filed for you know a, a set that probably won't be coming out until the fall. Um, and, I mean, there's just really not much this time of year. We, we are kind of getting to where, like, some of the biggest news in Pokemon does occur, uh, which is the... Pokemon Direct around their anniversary, which is in February. Uh, they usually have one at that. They release what they're doing this year, and that's when you know everybody gets hyped over that. They announce it, and it's like, oh my god! And uh, you know, we we all get hyped on it because it's like, honestly, it really is a pretty exciting day. <laughs> like you hear their whole plan for the next year, and yeah, it's it is pretty cool. Yeah. I'm glad they do that because it's like a. It, I mean, how many people do? I mean, how many you know companies? I mean, I know some companies do to, like, their investors, right? Or a lot do. But I'm talking about, like, media. 
how many fo- how many of those type of folks do that with their fans? Mm-hmm. For all Pokemon's issues and how much shit we talk on them, which they rightfully deserve, they probably are some of the best. Oh, for towards their fans over any other um, business or media. Yeah, I just hate how they present it. Like mm-hmm. it's nice that they have a direct and everyone can tune in and. They do multiple directs, you know, kind of like, mm-hmm. kind of like Apple. You know, Apple's the yep. same way. They have their investor thing, but then they have keynotes. Like, you know, they'll have like a iPad slash watch keynote in April, and then like an iPhone keynote. So, like, you kind of you know when to tune in, and you can watch it live when they announce things, and it's like an event. So that's kind of what Pokemon does, and uh, you know, they, they just kind of act silly. Like, they, they want to be professional and to the point, but they're like, here is the next Pokemon game. I hope you enjoy. Well, I think Thank that's some you. of the translation issues. But you can tell, like, some, some people on the forums were saying, like, yes, they're very they're very stern because, you know, they're sitting there at the desk, like, straight posture and, like, Pokemon all around them, and they're very, you know, meticulous. <laughs> that's like, well, I, I think that's more. So I think what that is too. That's some of the Japanese culture coming out, or that is the Japanese culture for sure. Out. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's just how that way of speaking is a very formal way that you see within Japanese businesses, especially. You know, there's, I don't know the culture per se. I just know there's a pretty strict code around it, especially when it comes to work ethic. Yeah, they do want to be professional and then light and then straight to the point. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, going to peek outside here. Looks like a few... It's st- already stopped. Oh, it's still going up here. Oh, right? is it? The the big... If you look at the radar... Oh, yeah. oh, I see it now. It stopped. It was rain. And then, I mean, it's melting before it gets to the ground. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's been too warm. But tonight's supposed to get cold. So, that could be ice for tomorrow. Yeah, all the big stuff's coming tonight. And if you look at the radar, there's like a huge line of storms and it's just riding. And it looks like we're going to be like right in the middle of it the whole time. Oh, man, I, bet I should probably <laughs> get a hold of a coworker because I'm, prob- I'm not driving. <laughs> like, my car doesn't handle well in the snow. So I, 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 I tell, like, my, my boss. Subaru. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I tell my boss, like, I have no problem coming in when, when we got to put a snow on the ground, but I'm not driving. <laughs> yeah. Say, uh, when do you have to go in? You have to go in tomorrow morning? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it's definitely going to be some challenges in the morning. <laughs> we'll see. What time you got to go in there? 10 a.m. 10 a.m. So probably, I mean, I'm usually up by around 8, so I'll, I'll just have to remember to get my car started to see what it's like and reach out to a coworker if it looks bad. I mean, uh, we were planning, I'm going to be with the little one, we were planning on going to the library at 9.30. I imagine they're going to be closed, but either way, i got to drop something off at the post office. So I can always ask you, hey, yeah, yeah sure. If we're uh, going to plan on getting out, I'll, I'll let you know. Or, you know, we'll be chilling anyway. I don't mind. Well, i gotta go. I got to go to the post office anyway, so it might, it might work out. Yeah. I'll have those two cards to sell the night that I have to drop off in the morning. So, yeah. unless the but, wife ends up taking my Jeep or something, <laughs> but I just got new but, tires though, so that's nice. Yeah, but uh, so the main thing that we really do have 
to discuss on this rotation is essentially the Hawaii PopCon event. And I kind of forgot about it. Um, until I did I too. Saw yeah. There's a lot of people posting about it, though. Yeah. Yeah, they... they uh, Arita has his own... <laughs> he has his own sidebar on it, essentially. That's how big he is. Mm-hmm. Steve Englehart. Uh, so it's a lot of uh, comic book artists. Yeah, it, it seemed like, like very Collecticon-ish. Um, more so maybe merchandise and stuff like that. But next time there's a signature like this that's maybe on the mainland, I, I really need to uh, try to get over there and... Nicholas and, Cole was there. And get something. That's pretty good. Yeah. Now, that'd be interesting. If I had my Mickey, I would crack that out and have him sign it. There, There is uh, the writer of Usagi Yojimbo, which is a pretty solid comic series, is was there, too. Huh. Oh, man, the voice of Toth. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was looking through some of the restrictions on Arita. And, uh, you know, they, (laughs) he's everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, there is a time slot reservation service, I guess that they were doing details of which were announced like right before there's a 24 hour notice prior to the release. Um, VIP ticket holders are exempt. So basically if you're not VIP, you have to, sign up for a time slot and I don't know how that went. Um, you know, it just finished up yesterday and people are still kind of sharing their experiences. So we'll see how that went, but enforced a one time line policy until everyone gets their chance. And I'm pretty sure that you had to show ID like your literal ID. If you had, uh, if you were a VIP though, it looks like you basically had a time slot. I think it was the same way with it looks like it was the same way if you weren't VIP, but you had to enter a lot lottery. So there's there there was a chance you would not get it if you didn't get the VIP. Yeah. And it also just goes to show like how nice of a dude Arita is. Because the whole Hawaii PopCon post is like this is not a signing session, but an opportunity to meet him and purchase yeah. merchandise. Mm-hmm. And then there is like Tons of people posting on E4 and around Facebook about, you know, they got their signature and they have like four cards signed. So, Arita, you know, if he wasn't as nice, he could very well just be like, oh, this is... I'm not doing it. Yeah, this is not for signing. This is just to meet me. Because that's literally what Hawaii PopCon says. And then it looks like he's, you know, signing things just like normal. Um yeah, this event is intended for fans. <laughs> we discourage attendance for the sole purpose of reselling signed items. So, you know, as does every event. But, yeah, you could get a common art, includes an English signature and the option of one personal item. Um, limited art, which is... So that's 35. So I guess you did have to buy something on you know, the merchandise, and then you got the option to get a signature on one of your personal items. So 35 bucks English signature, and the option of one personal item. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, limited art 180 plus tax offers an English or kanji signature plus a head sketch on one personal item. And then combined art 215 plus a mix of both options. So, Which is what most, if you were trying to sell it, that's what you would get. Yeah. And honestly, Which, it's it's worth it because we'll we'll talk about the price. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Um, like, there's a lot of different options there, and it looks like you can only do one item. It looks like I don't think you could. It doesn't say, but based on the writing, like the syntax and everything, um, it seems like if you try to pull two, they'd be like, no, 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 no. no, no. Put that back, you know, Um, which I understand if it's a lot of people. I totally understand, Um, especially if you're spending 500 bucks to get two because that takes up time. And if 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 enough people did that, just imagine the amount of time that would take up Um, because, you know, they haven't announced some of the folks we want for KC come. But I plan on seeing just asking straight up how many signatures can I get (laughs) being like five. I'm like, okay, that's how much I'm going to (laughs) get. Yeah. Like on some of them, like I well, I probably won't go that much on Sean Schimmel, probably like three or four, but yeah, you know what I mean. So, and like I don't want to be picky, but like I love Arita's signature and Charizard sketch. He draws some of them with like flames coming out of his mouth, and then some of them where the kanji's like straight up and down, and uh, yeah, I like that style where it's like a Charizard head with the flames, and then sometimes he draws the flames red. Like, he has a lot of different variations, and all variations are pretty much always available on eBay, um, and they pull quite the price. Like, um, some other yeah. things that they had there, you know, you had pin options between black, silver, and gold. Yeah. Addressed name requirements must match the legal name on your ID, so they're checking yeah, the IDs. Like, yeah, like, they said they're checking. They're checking everything. Yeah can be a nickname a sns handle or a friend's name as long as it's recognizable um personal item guidelines the item must already have a character depicted for a head sketch so you can't bring like a blank card or something so i bet that's like pokemon limiting him so he can't you know he can't do a sketch unless like it's on the actual card so that's interesting um yeah, the limited, you have choice of English, kanji, or both. So that that's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, you can specify colors, pin types, and placements of names and dates. So that that's some surprise they uh, offer that, where you can uh, choose where he signs and how he draws his picture and all that. Well, that, that actually does make it pretty good because you were what you were describing, what you like, you could have described in detail that exact thing so that would be easier than getting anything else the problem is to acquire that signature you have to fly out to hawaii which is ain't cheap you know um and i don't want to be that guy like you know i i want to walk up and like say hi and like maybe say something nice and have him do his thing i don't want to spend my 30 seconds with him you know oh kind of sketch over here to the right a little bit and well sign, i feel sign like right here <laughs> i feel like when you say you know what you're getting i feel like it would be two two sentences right i mean yeah i would like like i feel like he can open up for some conversation um 
my opinion of it is if I'm there, I'm standing in line. Um, well, you have time slots for VIP, which is what we would have had or what I would have had in that situation. But, um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I didn't quite do that with Schimmel, but, like, I dictated the paint color. Yeah. You know, so it was – and I, I, and then he did ask where, and I'm like – and then I asked him, like, right here, like, beneath it, you know, like, on, like, the bottom half of the card. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it just – it comes up in natural conversations. So I don't really think it's – like I'm not, I'm not explain, I'm not expecting the signer to own four score and seven years ago, I, you know, and then just give me their life story. You know, I'm not expecting that. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I would like a signature from Arita, um, but uh, yeah, I guess we can talk about maybe some signature goals or if we want to collect signatures and then the pricing. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I gotta be honest with you. Um, Signatures are cool, but I would probably never buy one. I think, well, it depends. Okay, so Comia, I'd, I'd almost have to buy it. I would rather get it myself, though. Yeah, Just I would definitely I prefer in person. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's something I would pay to get, but I understand those that do. With the convenience and who the signature is. Like, it's cheaper to pay for the signature card on a certain card you want than go out to Hawaii, for example, right? Well, sometimes, like, depends on the venue, because, you know, we were talking about pricing a little bit before the podcast, and like you said, even like a Japanese Charizard, on the lower end with the signature, I mean, you're over, you know, $1,200, $1,400 right there, and... You know, maybe Hawaii, you can't make it there for that. But a lot of these other places he went, like, you know, that's cheaper than the plane ticket and the event itself. <laughs> so, the, the convenience and opportunity cost, you know, you get, that has to be played in two as well. Yeah. And then you get or, the experience or, and you get to go to the event. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if I, yeah, I'm actually curious to see if Kamiya, because we, we discussed on here how there was a guy at, um, uh, the KC Con last year was asking for twenty two thousand for Kamiya signed Munch Psyduck, but it was a PSA nine. It was an auto ten, I think, but it was a PSA nine. Mm-hmm. And he was basically saying, you know, Kamiya doesn't do centers, which is true. He he really doesn't. But at the same time, he had like three of them. <laughs> so and I, okay, he, it, it was a PSA nine, like a PSA ten. Okay. I, I kind of get it, okay? It is outrageous what you're asking for, but Kamiya is one of the, has some of those most loyal um, collectors within the hobby. So you will get your money eventually. Probably not 22000 but, you know, probably it'd be like between ten and fifteen k or, you know, around there. So, um, but somebody will pay for it. But a PSA 9 with a signature, I mean, that it was just outrageous in my opinion. Yeah, and it was still kind of hype where, like, a lot of the yeah, that's true. signatures were kind of hyping. But yeah. Yeah, it definitely, uh, definitely seemed like a little too much, like, with over the 20K. <laughs> but, yeah, for my, for my goals, like, I ideally would like to get, like, I think it would be a stretch goal for me. Like, if I completed all my Japanese grails... Like, another thing I would go for is, like, signature cards or, like, cool Japanese cards. I'd get a Rita. I'd get uh, Harada, 
who did all the the gold stars. He had a signing on the East Coast, I believe, last year. So people like that who do really nice artwork. Um, obviously, Komiya and Sugimori would pretty much be grails. Um, to my knowledge, Sugimori hasn't signed in a very long time and probably will never again sign unless it's an extremely special event. Um, so yeah, his, his signatures are, are pretty wild. So that, that's like the Holy grail. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at Komiya and so this is, they're authenticated cards and they're auto tens. They're, uh, Japanese. Well, one is once it like literally just somebody just pulled three random Kokomiya cards because there is a Japanese McDonald's Tyrogue with a Sudowoodo on it of all things. And, you know, there's like his name and Japanese and English and then the date and they're asking 18,000. Yeah. 18,000. And then a Cubone from Expedition, a common, or it's a reverse foil, but still basically a common. And it's they're asking eighteen thousand for this one because of his signature. Dang. Like, yeah, like that's that's not even that's not even in reality, in my opinion. Yeah, and he's he just seems like the type. Like, I think he would maybe sign a little more. He's just very like a private person. Yeah. Well, he, from what I understand, of Kamiya, he. He obviously, I think, enjoys his Pokemon thing, and I think he does enjoy talking to fans, but he doesn't like the aspect of signing cards because of the money involved. He, I think, I think, I don't know him personally, but it, it, I feel like it has something to do with he feels like trying to make money off his art, essentially. Yeah. And a, like a Sugimori signature, that would be like, like I said, the Holy Grail I would I would be happy if like that was the only signature I had cuz you know he did all the the greatest nostalgia artworks of our time with mm-hmm. Pokemon but he yeah he's very much so he he didn't do much signing back in the day and now he's really really limited don't even know what he's doing now um Ishihara has kind of become that way um since the hype, we've seen Ishihara be around a little bit, but you know, even at Worlds, there was an event where he was signing posters, and that was it. Like, you got a poster, no cards, nothing else. Um, so they had pre-made posters, and I think he even left that early because he had to go do something else. So it was like literally a very short window where he's like, oh yeah, I'll do them, but I'm only doing this poster, and you know, see you later. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's uh he's more of a of a business type and you know it'd be cool to have a signature, yeah, but you know, it's not like these artists like Sugimori and uh Harada. Cookie Saito. Yeah, Saito, yeah. And he like I'm kind of going through him. Okay, so the PSA ten signed Mario Pancho, that makes sense that they're asking for sixteen thousand. It's got a customized uh image of Pikachu and it's got a signature. Um it's an auto eight, which I, it still makes sense that they're asking that much. Like that sucks because it's an auto eight though. Like, um, but a lot of these signatures, I mean, they're thousands of dollars, man. Like just to be authenticated, like uh, Sky Skyward Zard, like fifty five hundred. You know, authenticated. It's not even an auto thing. It's just authenticated. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's wild. There's a there was a uh there was a Sabrina card that was signed by the voice actor of Sabrina mm-hmm. from the anime, and I thought that was pretty cool. That's one you don't really see very often. And there's one on eBay right now of a uh, Giovanni voice Giovanni. actor. And uh see, you can buy it right now for 190 and it's see, already what do you graded. Think of that. Those are the kind that like I would like, you know, if I if I go into collecting signatures, I would collect, you know, voices of the anime, I'd collect artists, like I would collect everything. So it it'd be cool and like I almost bought that Sabrina one because it was like 220 bucks. And this Giovanni one is like 190. So they're already graded. I almost would like want them just kind of cracked out for my signature binder. Like that's that's kind of what I would like. But the E4 exchange is going to do another uh signature exchange or E4 form is going to do another signature exchange here soon. So that'll be kind of cool. Yeah, I um, obviously the only ones I have signed are the ones that we did last year and whatever we get this year. Um, but for me, like I'm just kind of going through them, signed by voice actor. Like there was a Blaine's Charmander that was signed by the voice actor for that one. You know, that one could be kind of neat, but it's not something I'm going to be paying crazy amount for. Yeah. Like this one, like this one sold for, well, it was best offer accepted. So who even knows? It was eight, so it was under 80 bucks free shipping. It's also a way for me to like remember the event, like getting it in yeah. person. Like I like that way more. And I don't care about even grading the signature aside from like the Pokemon. But. Well, I like it. I want it to be authenticated. So unless I think it's a bad signature. I like getting that graded for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually uh say what are you of, what are you doing there cooking uh so cooking I stir actually, fry? <laughs> no, I um so I bought a tops, you know, since we're speaking of um voice actors and people signing, I bought another version of the nineteen ninety nine tops Pokemon with Ash on it. Nice. That's that's the most notable one because it's very associated with Veronica Taylor. Um, this is the one that we had signed this past year. Uh-huh. Now, I bought it as a CGC one, and we cracked it out. And end up getting an auto nine. What wasn't it? I think it was an auto nine. Yeah, it was authentic auto nine. That's what we did. Yeah, authentic auto nine. See, I. That's a card where, if it were an actual nine, I would have kept it. Like an an auto nine PSA nine, I would have kept a card like that. But since it's only authentic and auto nine, and there's no sort of like personalization, I'm just trying to sell it. Yeah. And so I bought a PSA nine, cracked that out, where I plan to, and I'll see if it if. Because it could squeak a 10. Ah, there's a little edge on the bottom left. But it could still sneak a 10. Um, 
and potentially be in auto 10 PSA nine or at, you know, at worst PSA nine auto nine. And I would keep that. Yeah. Yeah. I just want like the signature authenticated and yeah, maybe I'll get a couple at, uh, Collecticon again, but as far as the ones that I'd like to encapsulate, it'd really only be the Pokemon guys, but yeah, I might chase down some artists. I'm I'm gonna sell some gold stars, get some grails, finish that up, and then see where I'm at. So that's the that's the step one, and then yeah, signatures slash potential Charizard is is to come. But yeah, I mean that's really all I had to talk about with the with the signatures and stuff. Um, I know we're kind of trying to cut down on the time, being these more chill episodes, and well, kinda to I'm the just kind of serious. Um, okay, so I was trying to find an example of it doesn't always increase value for a card. For example, uh, this person sold a pair of Mario and Luigi, and it's five thousand because it was it was a pair, but this other one just auto, just certified is only a grand. So I think that's actually less than the Mario is raw. Okay. Yeah, sometimes it... And because Charles Martinet is one of those people, it's like, why would you get him to sign a Pokemon card like that? We were actually looking at it. It was after KCCon. There was actually one that, was, that went up or one that was up around the same time. And... Uh, it was actually it sold for lower than what it should have sold because of um, we're pretty sure it had his name on it. Now we he discussed this before. If it had Charles Martinet and Cookie's name on it, that's something that would be intriguing to potentially buy. Yeah, and we've talked about that before too. Like Charles Martinet is cool, Mario's cool, he is the Mario guy, but when it's a Pokemon card. You know, he didn't voice the, like, original dub for for Pokemon, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mario, in relation to that card, is just, like, filler. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not a Mario in Pikachu outfit. Like, it's a Pikachu in Mario outfit. Yep. So it's, like, there's not really any, like, the connection there is, like, the... The, the least significant connection possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like he's only tied to it because he voiced the English version of the character Pikachu's pretending to be. And, uh, yeah, people would be much more interested if that was a artist signature. So, yeah, it's, it's in that weird spot. I feel like people who would want a Charles Martinet signature wouldn't pay that much to get that card. <laughs> People who want that card wouldn't pay that much to get his signature on it. No. They don't. They don't care to have it. And uh, yeah, it's it, in my opinion, it devalues the card as well. So yeah. And now, if it were both of them, it could add value, oddly enough. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> like, if it was just the artist signature, like obviously it would be more because like there is that yeah. connection. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, if you add Charles on there 
as long as the original artist was on there as well, it would it would be nice. But yeah. to just have his would be weird. Yeah, because that would be actually pretty awesome to have both of them signed it, and that would be a very very rare card to own. Um, like then you, then you go a step further, and you have the voice actor for Pikachu <laughs> in the Japanese <laughs> sign it, and we're doing Sarah Nanachini sign it. You know, you go even further, and you get the creator of Pikachu, and then you just have everything. You go full Pikachu-ception there. So yeah. And then you have Ishihara sign it because he <laughs> authorized the printing of that card. Yeah, so. Then you have everyone who touches it at PSA sign it. <laughs> <laughs> at significant value. Uh, yeah. But, no, because what collectors ultimately like is, you know, rare cards, something like a lot of people like inherent scarcity. But they also like something that has a personal tie to a card. And for me, getting the signature in person on my own adds that value. Because, yeah, in the lines kind of suck, but we didn't really have that because we bought the VIP pass, which we suggest everybody do if you plan on going to any of these things again. You know, I said already this episode, I'll say it again and again. Um, and I actually kind of like the experience, but I wouldn't go out of my way to buy it, even if it's like a, a Charizard. I wouldn't go out of my way to buy it yeah. for a Rita sign. Like, Kamiya would be the only one that I would even consider, I feel like. But with how rare it is and how unlikely he is to do any sort of sign events, it just, like, it isn't even in the realm of reality to get his signature with how rare it is. So it will be kind of a grail. Like, if I could get any of his cards sign like you know if you ran ran to him it's like oh i have this only comedic card well this is the card he's signing <laughs> sure that'd be great but you know there are about three to five that i would prefer mm-hmm. to have the possibility but even if he were to have a signing event you know it's not going to be in in the midwest yeah it's a struggle for us here in the midwest um you know there are Bigger problems, but yeah, it'd be nice if just someone came. Like, I feel like Chicago or Denver. It'd be Chicago. Yep, it'd be Chicago, Denver, or Kansas City, in that in that order. I think it, I think it'd be Chicago, Denver, or like Nashville, maybe. I think so. I think Kansas City would be a pretty. Cause they had worlds at Nashville. Like it, it's yeah, got some world. True. It's got some world notoriety there people yeah wanna... well net well you know you got graceland's not too long and you know so there's that that's pretty that's pretty notable and nashville has kind of become like a cowboy disney or like a redneck disney kind of yeah and <laughs> it's become more of a it's become more it's like oh i'm going to nashville oh you're in nashville than an actual country area where you redneck can immerse Disney it. and then like party yeah. party girls yeah yeah <laughs> so because it used to be like you can actually immerse in the culture with like the country music but you know over the last generation or so it's slowly transitioned into more of a tourist trap than anything else yeah yep unfortunately but uh, yeah I could see those or you know obviously Texas has been pretty hot for stuff yeah. Uh, well, Texas, I would I would actually go out there to Texas because um, the airport flies to Dallas-Fort Worth. 
Yeah. And if it's anywhere in Texas, it's going to be Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, or Austin. Now, Houston and Austin are on the other side of Texas, if I'm not mistaken, right? Right? So it is a pretty big distance away. Um, but still, you know, you have a 33% chance of it being in an area where it's pretty close. I, I, I mean, Austin is the furthest one, but I think Dallas and Houston is like within four hours of it, so it's not terrible. Yeah, Dallas, you know, obviously is right there. Houston and Austin's kind of out there. They're uh, I know Austin's a little farther like south. The yeah, I know. Then it's like central. Well, Houston's north, right next to the Houston's right next to the Gulf. Austin's still a little more inland. I thought Austin's but, pretty close to the Gulf, but, but I've been to Austin. It's a yeah. it's a pretty nice place. I pass it on the highway, <laughs> but never actually been to Austin. Yeah. I went down there for a Rooster Teeth Expo. It's a Rooster Teeth Productions, like an internet media company. They they did Red versus Blue and a bunch yeah, okay. of a bunch of other series. Um, yeah, I went to the second ever Rooster Teeth convention. <laughs> they have a podcast and everything. Whole bunch of shows. Achievement Hunter came out of Rooster Teeth. Lots yeah, we, of talk uh... shows. Never actually been there, but when we were, my family and I, we went to, went to Texas on vacation. We toured a pretty decent amount of Texas, and we passed it, I think, going to Galveston, I think, is when we passed it, or something like that. Um, but yeah, we didn't actually stop by it. We went around Houston, went through Dallas, and I'll tell you what, it's something else with those highways, with, the, with how in Dallas, it feels like you're driving around these skyscrapers. <laughs> That, I mean, as like an eight or nine year old, like a ten year old, that's what I felt. I was like, "Holy shit, this is the future!" <laughs> well, uh, one of the fastest growing areas is there yeah. in Austin and all yeah. that. So, well, what it wasn't Austin; it was Dallas that had all those highways. But oh, yeah, I mean, it might be the future though if everyone keeps moving down there. Yeah, for sure. Just saw this news article, I guess, to bring it back way back to the news. Did you see the uh, Greninja line of Ultra Pro accessories? I did, <laughs> but I never really much cared for that sort of thing. Um, it's just because they obviously geared towards kids, right? Yeah, I was going to say sleeves. I mean, they got an Ultra Pro binder, deck boxes, play mats. Well, even the play mats they, pretty basic. Yeah, they made it the most basic, lame art of Greninja possible. Like corporate <laughs> art. It's it's like, we're just going to get Greninja at one yeah, point let's in the just, show. Let's just posture. slap him on there. It's like, why and not? And let's get some blue. I mean, it is basic ass for sure. <laughs> they, they put some ninja stars in there, because why not? Like They made some awesome playmats before. Like Pokemon has made some beautiful, gorgeous playmats. And then you just see this, and it's like, okay. And it looks like they put slight effort into like the background. Like it's it's got like one of those nine those nineties like wave oh, the, the cups. cups. The cuffs. Yeah. It's got like that style. And then the ninja stars look like they're they were hand painted and designed. And then Greninja is like literally copy paste image. Like he doesn't match the art style at all. It's like his basic Pokedex art. Like that's an F. <laughs> For failure. <laughs> yeah. It uh, literally looks like something that I made just by, like, copy and paste in Greninja. 
into something. And then here's here's this this comment is great. It's the first comment. It's, it is as far as Ultra Pro's products are concerned. I think this line is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Of all the things is created, this is certainly one of those. Yeah, and then I didn't even look at these yet, but yeah, number two is they are pretty good actually. But if you have to use stock artwork, then this is about as good as you're gonna get. I guess I, maybe that's in the contract. It can't be. In, no, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. It, I think they just didn't care for it. Yeah, they didn't really even try. if it is, like, there's like way more. <laughs> I mean, oh, surely oh, fe- there's a better picture. Stock. It features stock of Ken Shugamori artwork. So it is, I guess, just stock images of his artwork, I guess. So never mind. That's why it's basic. I guess in the contract of whatever they have, it's probably it's written in there. It's like you can choose any photo you want as long as it's one of these stock images. So. Yeah. That's an F all around. Yeah, um, I mean, it's like I said, this is something that aims towards kid. It's meant to be an impulse buy than anything else, I feel like. Yep. But yeah, is there anything else you wanted to touch on aside from your question, or should we? Uh, uh... The only thing I think we kind of skipped out on, we kind of talked about it a little bit, um, but we we didn't really touch them necessarily on all of them. Uh, but some of the price value it adds with his signature is pretty significant. Um, I don't know. Every convention is different. I know Arita has pr- probably does some of the most signatures out of any other out of any artists uh, i mean they probably pay him the most and you know it makes sense but his signature adds pretty significant value to basically any almost any card um i don't want to say any card because it's mainly the watsy where it adds the most value the some of the modern cards like for example the uh like there's multiple cards even the new gx mint nine now that that's probably a $50, $60 Mint 9 card, the uh, test tube Mewtwo, mm-hmm. one of his best modern artworks. Auto 10 Mint 9 um, with an image, so he had per- personalized art on it, was about $900. It went to two auction. Yeah, that, that's so pretty you, solid, I feel like. Well, if you assume, say you just had the card, right? You spent 10 bucks on the card. Uh, spent two hundred on on the signature and all that, so you're at two twenty to two fifty, depending on how much this his, his auto was. You get a grade is probably another one hundred dollars because yeah. it's more. Is that how much it was? It wasn't it like eighty for a signature. Uh, I can't remember now. I feel well if you if you want it graded any with the auto, it's probably going to be around a hundred dollars. Um, overall. Just approximately, if he includes like the cost of shipping, maybe a little more. Uh, so you're looking at three fifty, maybe, and I mean it sold for just under nine hundred. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, there's. It's hard to tell. There's such a variety of the signatures and sketches. Yeah. Like it's it's really hard to uh, to tell. He makes some of his Charizard heads really large. Like I'm just looking at the Charizards because that's what there's most of, and I feel like. And get a good gauge there but uh you know sometimes he leaves out his english name sometimes he leaves out the, the kanji name sometimes there's both sometimes there's a sketch so 
There's lots of variants, and then with that, some of the Charizard heads are spitting flames. Sometimes the flames are red. Sometimes the head is large. Sometimes the head is small. You definitely well, even, uh, notice, though, the, the signature without the sketch is pretty decently cheap. Like, you could pick up an Arita signature even on a Evolutions Charizard without well, the sketch. I, I was for, about to say, hold on there. Um, I mean, I'm looking at a PSA 9 Auto 9 without $1,000 basic. Um, oh, wait. Never, well, yeah, no, that, that even has the personalized name on it a thousand dollars so this arita sign celebrations charizard psa 9 auto 9 his name in english with the date and it looks like to whoever it was addressed to sold for a grand hmm. yeah so i mean it depends any charizard artwork any charizard artwork is going to be very expensive yeah and here's one it's got a really good-looking Charizard. It's got the kanji and the English signature. Near Mint 8, but Auto 10 for 1400 on a uh, Evolution Zard. So maybe that's 2000 if it's a PSA 10, because that's a really rare card to get 10. Well, I see here, is it the reverse foil? I'm seeing the Zard with his English name, with his uh, reverse foil Mint 8. PSA 8, Auto 9, $1,100. And here, here's one, the 25th anniversary Japanese, um, the one with, like, the sparkly border hollow. Yeah, 1,200. One of my favorite artworks of all time. Yeah, it's 1,200. That has just the kanji and no uh, no sketch. So mm-hmm. if that had a if sketch. That's a auto been, 10, PSA 10, probably two grand if it had a sketch, wouldn't you think? Yeah, two to twenty five hundred, because like that card is one of the more popular ones. Like that's the one I would want. Um, either that or a original Japanese base set. Um, but yeah, it really it really depends. Like here's an original Japanese base set, Mint Nine Auto Nine, the Charizard. This one's almost unique though. It, it's got the Charizard in flames, but it's got like the Sky Ridge version of Charizard's head rather than. Like the base set, like more angry, cartoony looking, and it went for twenty three eighty. So, yeah, yeah it'll be uh, it'll be interesting though. It's definitely worth getting. His signature is probably one of the few though. One is the accessibility with it, uh, with how like I don't say how he doesn't do it. I think he probably does what two signings a year in North America. I know. Hawaii isn't technically part of North America, but it's 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 realistic to be able to, to get a sign, is what I'm saying, if that was your goal. Um, but the thing is, in order to make it worth it, if you're trying to travel, if you're trying to make money off it, you need to get at least two, potentially three signed. And I know we, when we were talking at, a, at the same guy, or I don't know if it's the same guy or somebody else when we went to KCCon, I think it was... Was it Kuki Saito? I think we might have been talking about Kuki Saito or it was somebody else signature. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Arita's that we, we were discussing. He said he had every employee he had signed have three to four and they could keep one of them. Huh. And so I think he had like five people, five, six people. So he got about 15 things signed or so. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. 
Yeah. So, I mean, just thinking about the money right there. Like, even people at this event, I mean, they were, you know, they, people had multiples, like four of them, really. So it's like, they're definitely, uh, getting a bunch of them. Yeah. So now the curious thing about that, if this becomes the new norm, what will the value of this signature be eventually? The problem is even with the value potentially going down, it's, these are cars that aren't going to be given up by a lot of collectors. Once they're bought, they're going to be off the market. But and that's what I was thinking. Like he just does so many signings, like ten x of the next closest person, aside from Jason Jason Page. Well, <laughs> but, well, if you look at it though, he does a lot of individually unique cards though, making each one its own thing. Yeah, yeah, that is so, a point to it. It is a lot of variation. So because of that, if he was just the same old every single one, every single time, then yeah, those would probably plateau in value at some point. It would still probably have a $500 premium on it, in my opinion, because people aren't going to be giving it away for that for any lower unless it just the market was flooded, which I don't think we're, we're going to see happen um, just because of how, how little it will hit market. And mm -hmm. it's one of those things, if something were to happen to him too, they would go through the roof. Yeah. It'd be interesting, especially next couple months with all the Hawaii ones building mm -hmm. up on the Reach market. market. Yep, I might uh, might have to go for that card instead of a uh, instead of another Grail here soon, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I know your uh, your question had something to do with the signatures, right? We can yes, it pop did. Into that I thought real quick. Since, since we were talking about signatures, I thought we should have a question on it. So. We know we saw last year a little bit of an increase in, in surge of popularity with Pokemon Autos. What do you think the future of artist autos in Pokemon are? Will they lose favor in hobby? Will they go down? Will they go up? But still stay kind of popular? So what do you think? I think – I don't think they're going to go crazy or come down. I think the market is pretty healthy where it's at. Um I think they'll continue to be and have decent interest. That's kind of why I kind of want to dabble in them a little more as far as like actual Japanese artists. Um, even best case scenario for collectors, if Ken Sugimori came out and just, you know, went crazy with the autos. I mean, just look at the situation with the Rita. A Rita... Don't know for sure, but I'm pretty, you know, comfortable saying like I feel like we have two to three events with him every year, probably more. And he signs a lot. There's always tons of them on eBay, all variations like people have a business of just following Arita around, just getting his signature. Um, so now 20 years from now. Yeah, if he if he continues doing that, maybe, yeah, if he. If he lives another, you know, crazy 40 years and does this every single year, like, yeah, I think they'll come down, you know, at worst, maybe 50%. But even if, like, Ken Sugimori does that, like, it would just be, I don't know, you would, he would have to sign so many to meet demand. Like, everybody would want that signature. It'd be, like... 
four times the cost of Arita, I feel like. Well, even if peak, like peak signings. And you're going to have a bunch of collectors because of Shigamori's connection to early Pokemon and his artwork, his iconic artwork that comes with it. Um, you could see a lot of collectors wanting a bunch of different signatures on a bunch of different cards. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice just to uh, get one of those. Because the fear would be he might just be in this mood for now and he might he might just as quickly say, okay, I'm done. There's a Grand Party PSA 10 card that's been signed by Sugimori. A good old SM Pratt has it on there for $100,000. Um, it's an off- it PSA 10? It's Authentic Auto 10. It looks good, though. Okay. It's really just the centering. That's more of a bragging thing, I think. Like a lot of this cards he puts up at that point is to just show it off. Yeah, there's a couple of them, but there is a yeah. There's here's a guy with a Misty's Gyarados put put it up for a hundred thousand dollars. Is it Essen Pratt? <laughs> no. Here's a here's the most realistic one, I guess. It's a um, base set Mewtwo, just normal base set Hollow Mewtwo. It's just authentic for sixteen thousand five hundred. So that's unlimited. Being the Mewtwo, I mean, I don't know. I just couldn't couldn't see that very much. But someone, I guess, sold a raw vintage jungle Eridos that wasn't graded. I mean, it, it looks. It looks like him, but I would definitely uh, question that. I guess it sold for one bid, thousand dollars. Can't can't trust that that's legit, but yeah, you don't see many of them out there. So I see you see a bunch of voice actors too on, on a lot of these. Yeah, I see a few Charmanders, Giovanni's. That doesn't add much much value. But yeah, somebody has a Veronica Taylor signed Raichu. Don't know if that was the best one to choose. There is a authentic Christopher Rush signed one. I think this card has been going around, but it's $15,000. I would be interested in like that signature. So Christopher Rush, he's the creator of Magic the Gathering. And he did that artwork on the Black Star Mewtwo with the circles, like in the woods. Yeah. So that's the only card he illustrated, and there's a signed one of it. Mm. And he he's he's passed away for many years now. Um. So yeah, that would be that'd be something special there. Other than wow. that, though. His, you're, ba- you're paying for his signature only. Yeah. Yeah. Because that I, card, raw, it's not even graded. It's just authenticated. That card, raw, is like two bucks, five bucks. Yeah. So. I am interested in this uh, little Giovanni here. I see uh, Officer Jenny card, Japanese card. Jedi. Jedi. <laughs> get, get Tom Hanks to sign it. <laughs> That that'd be pretty funny though. Come on, when I mean, if somebody would get the joke, it'd be so funny. But would somebody yeah. pay? <laughs> I'd just be a meme and some 
content there. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think he does. He he probably doesn't do conventions and autos for like he doesn't need to. Yeah, he probably don't care. Mm-hmm. But with that, I mean, I'm kind of good to wrap up. If you are nice little, so am I. Shorter. I can see the snow is actually starting to accumulate, and I still have to get to the gym. So yep, it's building up on the grass here. I didn't yep. check the roads yet, but I'm gonna pull the car. Well, I'm gonna in. have to skip cardio because I, I can do that here at my place and just get the the weights in because I don't know how long this is supposed to last. Think all night. The, uh, oh shit. We're gonna get some accumulation, I guess. Then the, I should probably the winter weather advisory was supposed to start at three. It's gonna get cold this weekend. Yeah, winter is here. Winter is not only came, but it is here. Yeah, but so it says literally here in my app, winter weather advisory starting at three p.m. So, and it says it's raining right now. So it's well, uh, it says it's thirty-five degrees, light rain where I'm at. I wonder where it's getting its. Uh, temp at because if the ground's sticking it's not 35 degrees and if we see snow it's not 35 degrees yeah so so yep and tomorrow it's gonna be below freezing and snowing most of the day and it's gonna get really windy too uh, i mean i'm probably if i work at all it's gonna be like four hours tomorrow yeah i guess that's that means i get more edits in on other work i guess so should appreciate the time while i can <laughs> Let me uh, check out this uh, National Weather Service, see if we're going to be snowed in or not here. But uh, Snowing sideways. This, Thanks, Allie. I don't know. What, what does everyone <laughs> think of the, uh, the weather YouTubers? I mean. There's I, weather YouTubers? Oh, yeah. You should look it up. There's people who, like, upload every day and go live, and they're, like, your weather for the day. It's uh, You can find anything on there, man. Well, it's, I, uh, this is apparently Snowmageddon. Well, I'll cite, I'll cite the old Bob Dylan. You don't need a weatherman to tell you which way the wind blows, Nathan. Well, a lot of people think so. There's a lot of people <laughs> watch them. Yeah. Let me see these. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's about to get heavy here. Like, literally, if you look at the radar, National Weather Service, the heaviest parts of the storm are going to be, like, right on top of us. Oh my! And it's God. and it's like moving with us, so it's gonna like, you know, the heaviest parts of the band just gonna go right over us. So, do they say what they're calling for? Last night, if you're, st- if you're still listening, we appreciate you checking in on our new weather channel. Literally, uh, literally <laughs> yesterday, they had a graph on the local news. Let us know if you can relate. They said least amount one inch, most amount seven inches. Average, most viewers will get three to five. That's not bad. Then. It's like, yeah, but it's like, okay, bad. one to seven inches. Thanks. Well, <laughs> like, and it's going to get cold, so it's going to be here for a while. But, um, well, and seeing the radar right now and how much it's already on the ground, like, we're going to be closer to that seven inches. It, the heavy, like, there's yellow on the radar, and it's going to be right over us in like an hour. Oh, so shit. That means I gotta get going. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, y'all. We're gonna be snowed in, and uh, yeah, there's a blizzard warning over in Colorado. Looks like. Yeah. Thank you for listening (laughs) to our weather podcast, everybody. Until next time. Yep. See y'all later. Peace out.